Hello, welcome back to the Pit Stop Podcast. I'm Braden Dowler-Coltman. I'm here with Jordan Dowler-Coltman. How are you doing, Dord? Pretty good. Good, good. We had a really fun race uh, this last weekend here at the CM.com Circuit Zanvoot. <laughs> hope I said that right. I likely didn't, but it was the Dutch Grand Prix. Here we go. Some, something notable here to, to mention, Kimi Raikkonen announcing that he uh, no longer uh, will be uh, racing in F1. He ends up getting COVID and is unable to race in this race. Um, Jordan, what do you take away from uh, the Dutch Grand Prix? Yeah, obviously big news prior to the race this weekend that uh, Kimi Raikkonen, the seasoned veteran, the one of the most um, fascinating and sort of entertaining characters in the entire sport, announces his retirement he'll leave at alfa romeo and obviously uh we kind of speculated a little bit on this last podcast when we were talking a little bit about george russell and the future of uh just where drivers were going to end up next season and obviously we'll talk about that coming up later in the show but um because you know now the news is starting to break but yeah can we announce that and then uh, in very like obviously this is not planned no one he did not mean to get COVID or anything like that but in just like it's so so uh, like like Kimmy to have this huge big announcement and then just disappear because he's so um, he just has all these wonderful moments where he just avoids all of the the usual hoopla and, and spectacle of F one he's always so laid back people always ask him questions about you know will you miss racing do you love racing and all these kind of things and he always jokes about like I just do this because it's fun like he, he's never seemed to take it to himself or or the sport too seriously and yet he's been around now for. I mean, he's, he and Alonzo are the two elder statesmen. So it's definitely like sad news, I guess, in one sense, because it's, it's going to be sad to not have him there. And he's, he's one of those characters, but obviously, you know, hell of a career. Hell of a career. Absolutely. Uh, you just mentioned Alonzo. He finished sixth. Uh, that Alpine team seemed to have a pretty good race this, this week. Um, what are your takeaways from uh, Alpine this week? Yeah, uh, both drivers, I thought, raced really well, drove really well. Uh, you mentioned in your little intro there that, yeah, it was a fun course. We we haven't seen this course like this before uh, with the banking um, corners there. I know Hamilton complained a little bit during qualifying that it was really hard to control the car on the, on the inclined uh, corners, which I don't know just adds another wrinkle to the whole thing. And I think a few drivers found different levels of success with it. Obviously Max Verstappen loved it, but no, yeah. Uh, Alpine was one of those teams that impressed this weekend. McLaren had another good weekend. Um, it was interesting. I, I can't remember exactly when it was probably around the three quarter mark of the race. I remember looking at the, the timing charts and the placement charts and just seeing all of these teams with both drivers sort of one, two or one, two or one, two down mm-hmm. the, down the table, you know, you had the, the Mercedes were together. The McLarens were basically together. The Alpines were together. I think even at one point, the Alpha Tories were together. Yeah. The only team Austin that really Martin never finished was together. Exactly. The only team that never really got back together was Red Bull because obviously they had to change the uh, the um, some components on Sergio Perez's car, and once again he worked his way up through the table, which is becoming just a common, more more and more common occurrence for him. But um, but yeah, it was interesting. You know, it seemed like most drivers found some parity in what they were able to do with the team car, and uh, but a good race, obviously for Max Verstappen, exactly what he wanted, dream come true to win the home Grand Prix there in the Netherlands. Lots of re- orange flares, lots of orange jerseys, and just people excited to see their hero look max had a really sort of like 
bumpy end to the first half of the season, you know, literally bumpy crashes, uh, some blowing tires, some struggles, just bad luck overall. It felt like the last week when we didn't even get the race in, he was sort of just so ready to get back to racing after the break. And he finally got to that this week and he just really dominated it. Every single thing that Mercedes tried to do to get an advantage with the undercut and trying to get Bottas in front to create some dirty air, just none of it phased the Red Bull team. Nothing um, Mercedes was going to throw at them was going to steal this victory from Max. And I think that um, he's going to be formidable going forward. Lewis and, and the Mercedes team is really going to have to knuckle down here in the next couple of races um, to prevent Max from starting to pull away again, as he did earlier in the year. Uh, maybe luck will be on their side for that, but I think they're just going to have to drive better too. You mentioned the McLaren's having a good race. I would disagree. I don't think that 10 and 11 is where they anticipated or intend or expect to finish. Yeah, I should say, I don't know if the result is what I mean by that, but I think out of qualifying, both cars performed well, the drivers per- performed well, but you're right. I mean, they were going to want more than that out of out of uh, Sunday results. That's true. For sure, for sure. Gasly, another nice finish, uh, finishing P4. Yep, Gasly has been one of those guys, every couple of races or so, we really see what he's capable of. Obviously, you know, he's in a slightly less powerful vehicle in the Alfa Tori than the, the regular Mercedes, or pardon me, the regular Red Bulls. But, you know, he's just an A-class driver. He's one of those guys who we can, I think, expect to see in some head-to-head battles next year when the cars have a little bit more parity and it's a little bit easier to pass because he's going to push whatever car he's in, he's going to push. He's a great driver. And it's nice to see him uh, back up in, in, in a competitive spot for sure. But, you know, it's funny when we talk about sort of Red Bull and Mercedes just being heads and shoulders above every other team, Verstappen, Bottas, and Hamilton lapped the entire field, yeah, um, yeah. which is pretty crazy. So, yeah. All right. Well, that was the Dutch Grand Prix, and we'll leave it there. Hey, guess what? The Ordinary Podcasting Network has a brand new show. If you're a fan of Hattrick Sports, then I promise you, you are going to enjoy the Backyard Basketball Podcast. Braden Della Coldman, who is one of the hosts of this show here, Hattrick, hosts an amazing basketball show with one of his best friends, Christian Steck. Together, the two of them will break down the NBA, news from around the basketball world, and get you caught up on everything you need to know. It's fun. It's fast. They have great conversation and banter. They love basketball, and you will love the Backyard Basketball Podcast. Subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts, and you can also follow them on Instagram at backyardbasketball underscore podcast. Okay, we're teeing up the Italian Grand Prix. Some more news out of uh, the future of F1. Uh, This is the time where we start to see some uh, seat changes. Uh, Big news coming today and over the weekend um, as Valtteri Bottas uh, signs with Alfa Romeo. Not quite the team he was with, but this was kind of uh, something that everybody saw coming as George Russell takes the new Mercedes seat. Jordan? Yeah, well, we talked about this last show. This was kind of the worst kept secret in F1 that Russell was going to move to Mercedes. And in fact, it was such a bad secret that Mercedes didn't even get the pleasure of announcing it. Now, maybe there was some kind of sort of gentleman's agreement to let Bottas be the first one to announce it. And and I think that was really respectful if that was the decision. Either way, it looked classy regardless whether it was planned or it sort of just happened that way. But Bottas really got to, to, to acknowledge that he was leaving, you know, the championship team and, and moving down the table to you know one of the bottom comp- competing teams in, in Alfa Romeo and it's obviously a huge step back but Bottas himself has taken a couple steps back in the last two years it, you know it wasn't 
um, that long ago than in the 2018, 2019 season, Bottas was pushing Hamilton for the championship. You know, he was right up there competing. And in the last couple of years in the same car, he just hasn't had the same pace um, or, or sort of competitiveness. And so, yeah, obviously Mercedes and Toto Wolf was ready to, to move to the next generation. And, you know, George Russell has been just, just patiently waiting for his opportunity. He had that one really impressive showing last year when he, when he, filled in for Lewis and uh, almost won the race until some just some unfortunate luck with the pit stops but yeah great news for George you know it's funny when I first started following F1 a couple years ago I remember watching the first season of the Netflix show and I really didn't like him I I, there was something about him I just didn't I didn't get I didn't care for and over time he's really he's won me over and I, I really I really am impressed by him as as a driver I think he's carried himself really, really well. You know, he, I think he does have a bit of a, a hot head when he gets into certain situations and that's something we see from all the top drivers. So it shouldn't, you know, you can't really hold that against him. If you remember that, that incident with Valtteri Bottas earlier in the season and he got out and sort of went over there and, and smacked him on the helmet. Like that's the kind of things that he's going to have to, to avoid in the future. But at the truth, the truth is he, it, that comes from just this you know, I think this fiery competitiveness that's in him, he's so young, but to have him and Max Verstappen as these two young 20 year olds competing will be really exciting to see. Well, that's just it. I mean, we talk about Lewis being probably one of the greatest of all time, if not the greatest of all time, but Max Verstappen has really taken uh, that away from him this year. He's been, uh, he's been a, a dominant, dominant force. So to, to have a, you know, and I wonder how long, well, Lewis is signed for like two more, two or three more years and, and, potentially more after that, but uh, it won't be long before George takes that first seat, I think. Yeah, I think it's interesting because um, my friend Tyler, who's also a big F1 fan, we were texting last night when the news broke and, and he mentioned he thought, well, it'll be interesting to see how Lewis deals with, you know, another guy trying to fight for for, for some podiums. And, the, and I thought, you know, yeah, that's true. Uh, it's important for Lewis to be the first guy. He, he he will expect that of the team and he, and he deserves it. He's a champion and, and he'll be looking to try to beat Michael Schumacher's all-time record. If he doesn't do it this year, he'll be looking to do that next year. And so, you know, I think what's funny though, is if you look back at most of those championships for Lewis, he had a very competitive uh, driving partner uh, at his team, whether it was Nico Rosberg first, and we know how hot that rivalry got. They, they hated each other um, by the end of it, and it only made Lewis better. And then Valtteri Bottas, like I said, only a couple of years ago, you know, he was winning races and a yeah. lot of races, and we were yeah. seeing race, you know, weekends where it was Bottas one, Lewis two, and then Lewis one, Bottas two, or two or three, and it made Lewis better. And I think that it will make the team better to have a driver like George there. You know, would it be too much to say that he? comes in next year and just blows everybody away and is competing for a championship. No, I don't think that's too much to say. He's capable of that. Oh, yeah. But I think at the same time, uh, I think Lewis Hamilton still has some things to prove. And I think having a, a world-class driver on his team is only going to make it more exciting. Russell will just have to race a, a full race to actually win the championship. That's very true. Uh, I also think it's going to be really great for Alfa Romeo to have somebody that kind of seasoned veteran. They haven't really had someone like that. You see what it's done to a team like uh, Aston Martin with Vettel and, and, and Alpine with Alonso, these kind of veteran guys um, to, to steer the way, you know, even though we expect them to kind of be below on the back, I think it'll be adding uh, some nice competition at the back there. Um, I I wouldn't say that they don't have, they haven't had the veteran experience in the, because they had had Raikkonen, who's one of the most 
most veteran drivers there. But yeah, I will yeah. agree with you that I think Bottas has more still to prove. And Bottas also comes to them with a slightly more, um, a, a slightly different chip on his shoulder and something something he needs to now demonstrate that he's still got. And, and, and also, we don't know yet who his partner at that team, his teammate will be, That's whether right. it's Giovinazzi or not. He is not currently signed. There is some rumors that maybe... Um, there's still space for Michael Schumacher, pardon, Mick Schumacher, to step up and, and take that other seat. Although I think that that's probably uh, less likely at this point. I think that uh, I think if if he hasn't already, I think Schumacher's deal is going to be closed with Haas. The other seats that are now open still are Williams, and it'll be interesting to see who who gets the seat there. There's a rumor that um, Alex Albon might get an opportunity at Williams, although uh, you know that could be contentious too because obviously being a Red Bull. Um, uh, development driver Toto Wolf may not want um, Albon driving a Mercedes engine and sort of getting inside understanding of what that 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 engine uh, is is about to be able to maybe take back some you know some some uh, trade secrets. But there's going to be some definitely some more news coming in the next couple of weeks here as we finish up the the roster. Most of the teams' driving rosters are set, but we do have no drivers currently signed at Williams or missing a seat at at, at, Al, at Alfa Romeo, and and that will be what we what we'll know soon who who will get for next season well i'm hearing some rumblings out of e-formula that there might be a, a driver here nick devries that might take one of those seats so it'll be interesting to see if uh, if that happens and if that's an easy transition or not obviously Absolutely. it's just just driving cars right uh <laughs> but uh yeah it'll be fun to see those should i mean what do you think jordan those should be locked up in the next couple of weeks yeah, I think that the big pieces are in place. It's like what you sometimes get in like NHL free agency or, or basketball free agency where like the biggest pieces have to kind of fall into place to set the terms for what else is there. And obviously in this situation, you've only got 10 teams, 20 seats, and a lot of established guys. When those established guys are still out there, no team's going to go and try to sign a guy. Although we have seen that happen. Remember, Sergio Perez almost didn't get a seat last year because he was late to the party. However, mm-hmm. I think this year... Uh, that, in his that, favor, that, though. It did, and and I think this year it's a little bit more uh, as per usual. Where once Bottas and, and Russell had their seats, uh, the other teams now can figure out who their number twos are going to be. For sure, for sure. Uh, so Monza this weekend. Monza's a great racetrack. That's what's like, a, you know. I'm, yeah, it's a it's a, a storied a storied racetrack. Tell us more. Really fun uh, every year. It's like Spa or, or Monaco. You just you hear Monza and you know you're going for something fun. It's a classic track. You know the home race for the Ferrari team, uh, much like in 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 the Netherlands, it should be a lot of red out there in the, in the crowds. Uh, if they have, I'm not sure what the capacity is going to be for this race, but 53 laps, um, you know, the lap rep record uh, at Monza is a minute 20. So it's, it is a still a pretty fast uh, lap. There's a couple of good straightaway sections. Um, sector one has, you know, one tight turn and then another straightaway. Uh, and then it's, uh, between seven and, and eight, there's another straightaway with DRS and there's another DRS right near the end. So lots of fun. It's going to be a big race for Mercedes to bounce back and, and try to get Lewis back on top. He's only behind now, I think, by like four and a half points or something like that, because we've had some weird point points out there. So, you know, we are in the we are in the 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 big stretch part of the season where we're going to know pretty quickly if we're going to get a fight till the end or it's going to be over quickly and Max is going to run away with it. And uh, it's all going to start this week. This is our second triple header of the season too. So, you know, nice to come back off the break with back to back to backs. Yep. And I'm sure the racers are uh, just as excited. Uh, Race goes this Sunday, September 12th, 7 a.m. Mountain Standard Time at the Autodromo. 
Nacional Monza. I'm going to stop saying these names. It's in Italy. Italian Grand Prix. Thanks again, everybody, for listening to uh, the Pit Stop Podcast. See you next week. The Pit Stop Podcast is presented by Hattrick Sports and is a member of the Ordinary Podcasting Network. The show is produced by Jordan and Braden Dollar Coltman each week, but mainly Jordan. And you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening.